planet. For more info, go to danimalplanetradio.com. Hey everyone, Dan here. Pleased to introduce my next podcast with my good friend Ernie Scatton from Chicago. Recently I was there uh, doing some shows and uh, Ernie was kind enough to invite me up to his studio in the WGN radio studios, uh, the famed place uh, we all grew up in the uh, area listening to. And uh, anyway, Ernie works there now. You've probably heard his voice on so many radio spots and stuff uh, for several years and didn't even notice it, not only just in Chicago, but where I'm at now in the Black Hills. Uh, He does some radio spots there. And as I mentioned in the interview with him, driving down the road one day and oh my God, that's Ernie. So just a great guy, a true pro. Uh, I've worked with him in the past and uh, was uh, thrilled uh, to sit down with him. And uh, I hope you enjoy the uh, conversation, which is coming up next on Danimal Planet. You've been together a long time. Years of memories, laughter, sharing each other's company. Don't let the fact that you can't get it up ruin the only chance you have that month to getting some. You should know erectile dysfunction leads to an unhappy wife and could ultimately lead to divorce. Maybe it's time you ask your doctor about taking Cialis daily. Talk openly with your doctor about ED or any other symptoms you may be having, like trouble with your zipper, problems undoing your belt, frequent trips to the bathroom. Do not take Cialis unless you plan on engaging into sexual activity. We strongly encourage you drink alcohol when taking Cialis. If your erection lasts for more than four hours, that's a really good thing. If you're experiencing shortness of breath or tightening of the muscles, then Cialis is working, and it's working well. If you're worried about your high blood pressure, don't. If you're going to die, having sex is the way to go. Cialis, the erectile dysfunction supplement that's been saving relationships and marriages four hours at a time. Cialis, get to know your little friend again. Put a lead on her, sir, just before she gets bitten. And you don't want to get bitten now, do you, sweetheart? Ladies and gentlemen, now the moment you've all been waiting for. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Hey! It's time now for Danimal Planet. What's that smile on that face? Danimal Planet Podcast is available by visiting danimalplanetradio.com. All right. Where do you think you're going? And now, let's start the show. Oh, hell yeah. That would be great. Um, grab that mic and... You sure now you want to interview me? Yeah. Like, it's funny. They interviewed me the other day. I made an open and they interviewed me the other day. I was like, Ernie, it was a great open. It was phenomenal. Was like, Thank you. I've kind of been doing it for about 18 years now. So, <laughs> uh, just, how did you think it up? I was like, I just kind of did it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just did it. And just did it. It's, it's funny when they, when you do something that you do like that. Right. And then people are so surprised. Well, it's got to be like that for you because, like, I see all these pictures of you looking out over these crowds. I I would probably boo boo in my pants. Um, but you're like up there rocking, and and it, it's cool to have known you before, and now to see you like ah! like sitting in a in a classroom at <laughs> what is now called <laughs> Illinois uh, Media School. Yeah, Illinois Media School. I, for all the all the 
the bad that you made, and also there was a lot of good that came out of there. Myself, you. Yeah. There, there oh, were a lot yeah, of people yeah. that came out of there that were good. Yeah, and, I uh, still, I, I text with, you know, Abdallah and Hood uh, and, and uh, J.R. Uh, nice. Strauss. Yeah, you know, I JR a while ago. Um, I'm going to walk by and troll the guys at ESPN. Are you good? I'm just going to walk by and be like, just stare. I don't know if Hoodie's on the air right now, but I'll text no, him. No, Hoodie won't be on until tonight, but you will probably get Abdallah or Jeff Black. Yeah. If you knock on the window and, and, and say Black, Black yeah. or Chris Black, not yeah. Jeff Black. Chris Black. And you may get Meller. Did you know Meller? I did not. You did not know Meller because no. you were never actually there. You were at the school. So you may get black and you may get Abdallah. But I met a lot of the other guys. Like I've met Waddle several times good and uh, Carmen so, and them because I did video. Abdallah got me video doing at uh, Ditka's. Did he? For the, for oh, the, for, the, the, for the things. Ditka Diaries. Yeah. That was me. That was that my was jam. You. Yeah. Okay. I don't know okay. why. <laughs> I'm not a videographer. But uh, that's Keith Scariglia. Am I saying his name right? Yeah, Keith Scariglia. He, <laughs> he's the one that edited everything. They sent me there with this like digital, <laughs> just a can take film. They're like, here, just go. There. I mean, it was a super easy gig, and I appreciated Abdallah getting me that. Right. So I got to hang out with Coach every week. Uh, Coach Waddle. So one day, uh, I'm I'm living in Midlothian at the time, and so I'm, I'm taking the metro down here, and I got my bag, I got all the shit, I've got the camera and all the shit, and I get all the way down to Chestnut to Ditka's restaurant, and nary a soul is there, and it the was. the waiter guy. He goes, oh, they didn't tell you. I'm like, what? They're like, they're in Oak Brook today. <laughs> so I text the gal, uh, I forget her name already, but the, in the marketing department of ESPN. They, oh, they, I know what you mean. Um, they let everybody know except, except the guy the, taping the everything. videographer. Right, well, right, right, because right. you know, I try to be a pro and be early, I had time to f*** around with. And I immediately, this is really before Uber and Lyft were everywhere. So I take a cab to Union Station Hop okay. on the first train out. They sent someone to pick me up, you know, oh, wow. at, at the whatever, the Hinsdale. And or, you made it. And I made it in like 15 minutes. I get there, <laughs> Waddle, he does his opening for the upcoming Bear game, and he ha we had to get that done right. before the show. Because then it's just crazy. There's people Absolutely. everywhere. Waddle's just like, everybody knew at that time. They're like, they didn't even tell the video guy <laughs> that we're doing Oak Brook today. And he was just shaking his head while I'm micing him up, and he's yeah. just like, you know, it doesn't surprise me. It's a pretty cool nah. moment with Tom Waddle and myself. Yeah, it's cool when you get behind <laughs> the scenes with these guys. I, I knew Tom when they brought him. I've known Tom for a while. Uh, one of the nicest guys I know in radio, as with Carmen, you said earlier. And I think, Carmen's oh, great. Yeah, was a, we were fantasy good, partners until he left good, me about uh, a year ago. Good Sox fan. Yes, yes, yes. Good man, good man. He's my guy. Uh, anyway, I'm going to do a quick open here. That we've already started. This is Dan McGinnis. I'm sitting with my good friend Ernie Scatton in the famed WGN Radio Studios. This is pretty awesome, dude. It is. It's it's, it's funny. Everyone's like, dude, is your studio? It's actually like a smaller little box type, and I'm usually <laughs> I'm usually internal with, because with barely any windows. Right, right, right. I have a jail window. I actually have a jail window that somebody <laughs> was just staring in. I caught my jail window. Oh, and Dan Levy's out there, buddy of mine. Um, so you you actually do you remember Dan Levy from ICB? I know the name. IMS. Well, Dan Levy has just uh, wandered by my window, which I is thought he cool. looked familiar in the lobby. Yeah. Hey, well, you'll know his voice. I'm Dan Levy. Oh, okay. He's got that voice. Well, that's one of the things I want to get in with you, obviously, because in the Black Hills where I live, the four and a half years I've been there, 
and we can touch on it later. Obviously, you do riddles, jewelry. <laughs> Which is hilarious that you heard it. <laughs> I mean, I'm driving down the street, and I'm like, I know one guy that has that voice, and I'm hearing it in the Black Hills. I'm going, and I texted you right away. I was like, yeah. dude, are you? And you're like, oh, I've been doing that for 10 years. I'm it's like, been a while. You are kidding me. On your way up, I was sitting there trying to think how I even got that gig, and I can't, I honestly can't remember how I got riddles, jewelry. But every year, I do like five or six spots for them. It's great. I love the people. God, that would be so cool. I mean, I'm like a wannabe voiceover guy, you know. You've I'm, got a great voice. Well, I well, appreciate you sing. That. So, I mean, obviously, you have a great voice. Well, I'm, I'm always trying to, you know, diversify, you know, yeah. and, and do more. You know, I want to get into narrating books and just, oh. I just, dude, anything that involves a microphone. You're, you're in 100%. I just, it's like that word entertainment. I see the word entertainment and I just flock to it. I don't give a shit if it's radio or right, film right. or music. Obviously, I'm doing the music thing right now and it's going well. I'm enjoying it. The travels are fun. But I feel so at home when I'm just in a, in a booth. Really? And I had worked in radio for years before going to ICB right, or right, IMS. Right. When did that change and why did they change the name? Illinois Center for Broadcasting? Honest, I think they changed it to... Avoid taxes and... Yeah, I, yeah. Th I think it had something to do with that. Maybe avoid complaints. It's like... One day it's Juan Sushi, and the next day it's like Tony's Tacos. <laughs> right, right, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> wait, it's the it looks same like all the same staff, people. <laughs> grand, grand opening. I used to say that all the time. I would throw grand opening up on my restaurant every couple months. Absolutely. Hey, grand opening, because yeah. there's going to be someone that says, oh, it's brand new, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, it's like, you know, same great taste, but new bottle. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I think they changed to um, maybe to hide and subvert some... Funds or, yeah, I, I believe it. Just one day, it was just like gone, and I'm yeah. like, what's going on? Like here? I said, there was problems with the place, but there's also good that comes out of it. And there were a lot of things that I, you know, and, and years ago, I almost went to Lombard. Um, Bill Haynes, I think, was the guy running it at Bill, the time. Man. So I was living in Arizona, working in radio. I mean, they hired me off the street. The, my bought my program director at the time. He's like, so you have no experience, and I'm like. No. <laughs> and I go, well, I'm a musician. He goes, oh, so you're familiar with the faders. I'm like, oh, yeah. Put me in front of the board. It was like Swahili. I didn't know what the hell I was looking at. So, but they trained me and trained me, trained right, me. Well, right. I, I came to visit for a wedding or something, went to Lombard, and the guy's like, you know, hey, you know, you come to school here. We'll teach you everything. Well, people go to school to get a job. I had a job already. Right, right, and right. they were telling me at the station, like, dude, yeah, you're not going to learn any TV here, but he's like, if you want to learn radio, you already have a job. Right, you're here. Why would you go drop? At the time, it was only like eleven grand. Yeah, I think I mean, by the time I went, it was like seventeen or something. I was, I was around eleven when I went. It was like two thousand two or something. Dude, the like first thing, I mean, not the car payment. The first thing I paid off when I could was that damn that, school yeah. loan. Boy, was that medieval. Yeah, they sit on your back forever. It's like oh, it's just it Fanny. Sally May, Sally May, oh, Fanny May. God, hey, give yeah. me some chocolates. Yeah, right. I always thought <laughs> Fanny May. I'm like, why? Why, why is hey, Fanny May calling us for these the, interest rates? I want some damn chocolates. Yeah, I want something. Put right? a kiss on my pillow. Yeah, no, they. Um, and you, you know what I used to feel bad about was they would get these kids from some inner city place somewhere that they know they had no business affording anything that was going on, and they would just. Yeah. squeeze until they could get every bit and that actually was uh, one of the things that led me to leave oh we can get into that if you nah, want but I mean there was, let's there stay was, happy it was kind of a, a revolving door there for a lot I don't know JR I don't know if he's still instructing oh, he, there he, he, he is he's definitely still instructing um, I think he's down here I'm pretty sure he's still down here 
But I, I like I said, I ate breakfast with Jr. the other day. We're still still yeah. good friends. Still I text dialogue. with him every now and then, and I I do listen on on the air as far as uh, or online. I mean, mm-hmm. the ESPN. Uh, and then on Sirius, you know, Hood and uh, Friedel right, right, or whoever right, right, right. appear every now and then. Right, right. So that's kind of cool. Hoodie is cool. I got a hoodie story for you. So I'm uh, <laughs> I'm fresh. I, I am an intern at ESPN. This has got to be like 2001. <laughs> and I'm getting out of, and I'm at the United Center. They send me, this is like my first thing. They send me with all this stuff to go and record or to get tape at Jalen Rose's summer Jimmy Jam or whatever it was. Jalen Rose. So I go and I'm in, I'm in the parking lot and I'm nervous. And this big guy walks by me. I and bet. He's, yeah, he sees me like drop and stuff. He's like, yeah, I'm having some problems over there. So get together. Come on, I'll see you inside. So, you know, I go in. And at the time, I don't know who it is. So I sit down and I'm ner- I'm like nervous, peeing my pants and two rows in front of me, Otis Wilson is sitting there and oh, a couple God. rows over. You got, I, f- I forget who else did, but I just vividly remember Otis Wilson because 85 Bears. And then behind me, this guy sits and he taps me on the shoulder. I turn around and say, hey, what's up? He said, so you working? I'm like, yeah, ESPN, Ernie Scatton, how you doing? He's like, good, good, intern? I was like, yeah, yeah, intern. And then he sent me out to do this. He said, so you're scared <laughs> as shit, huh? I was like, um, yeah, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I'm, the heart's beating pretty fast. He yeah. said, well, why don't you go down to that guy right there? You know, Otis? I was like, I don't know. He's like, I know him. Just go down there and ask him this. And he gave me a question to ask. I can't remember off the top of my head. But it was some funny joke between sure. the two of them. So, you know, I, I was like, all right. I get my gumption up. I'm like, I got to start doing this some way or another. So I go down a couple steps. And I sit behind him. I tap him on the shoulder. I say, hey, Mr. Wilson, how you doing? He's, hey, how are you, son? And I, I say the joke. And he laughs. And he looks over my shoulder. And he said, Jay Hood sent you down here. <laughs> and I go, oh. Oh, and Hood's up there looking at me, just smiling. I'm like, that's Jay, that's yep. Jay, that's Jay Hood. And of course, when I went back, I thanked him profusely because he he enabled me to go do it and with a smile and he gave me something to break the I ice. I love that man's smile. Yeah, that, that made that allowed me to to get inside that other guy. Because it's yeah. it's tough to just walk up to somebody cold, hey, can I get a couple from you? Especially new. Yeah. And I was terrified. Oh God, I was scared. Oh man, Hood, you know, same kind of thing. Like he came walking up and I'm thinking, you know, because every other day it seemed we had a new program at yeah. at the school oh, where one day we're with JR the next day we're with yeah. Hoodie and that like the biggest gripe that I had and nobody loves sports more than I do but I wanted I wanted more it's not always sports yeah I'm and like why do we keep remember. hiring these ESPN guys and of course they know what they're doing and I learned an absolute load and and Hoodie taught me a lot about show prepping yeah you know right because he does shows he's a host oh a he just host. you know making points and sub points and I mean, I, and I still use that to this day. Of course, I have none of that prep with me right now. <laughs> We're just two guys but it, talking. It, you know what, though? I, 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 I interviewed, who did I get the other day? Um, a comedian, Corey Holcomb, who's oh. here from Chicago. So he comes in, and there was another girl interviewing. She's like, sit down. And that's kind of how I, I like just, I just want to talk to you. Like, I don't, yeah, yeah when I do interviews, I, I'll have bullet points. Sure. As opposed to just, like, I know some people who write full questions. Like, Dave Jude, that was at ESPN for years. Oh my God, he used to write in laughs. Like, I love Dave to death, but dude, every now and then, just- He's okay. in Arizona now. He's in Arizona, yeah. and doing well. I saw them a year ago, a year and a half ago. Cool. Wife's doing well, and kids are all doing Good. well. Everything's great. He's it, Funny, his living room is actually his fun room, and it's filled with Cub stuff. So when you walk in the front door, oh. to the left, where the living room would normally be, right. it's a gigantic Cubs room that has like pinball machines and stuff on the wall. He's and, geeked it out, huh? Oh my God. And I'm like, dude, where's your living room? Oh, that's downstairs. <laughs> He's like, God, we all wanted it, so why not? Wow. It's truly a gigantic Cub shrine. <laughs> and if anyone knows Dave, he is a Cub fan. I mean, wow. he, oh, well. he is a gigantic Cub fan. And, and I remember yeah. when I was 14. 
<laughs> yeah, I had I'm, to come home and I'm watch. I'm friends with Dave on Facebook. I should, I, I, I should. ask him about the room. I'll ask him about to. the living room, and ask him is it still filled with Cubs stuff? When he asks you how, tell him Ernie took. And oddly it. enough, the only guy, really, not only I shouldn't say that, but like at ESPN that I haven't met that I really want to meet, Yurko, Hubner. Oh, really? Oh, I got Yurko's phone number. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, I think he's got he's got me in his phone as the CCR guy. Nice, nice, yeah. Hubie. I, you know, I love you. Uh, Sadly, he and his wife both are going through. I think his wife now is is, is, is she may be free of the cancer, but I oh, know no. she. I yeah, mean, she was going through for oh, the last yearish. It, it's been a it's been a struggle for him. Yeah, she's been doing great. He he's always sending out stuff, you know, on, on Facebook and Twitter, oh. and letting us know that they're okay. Good. I want to say it went away and came back, and I don't want to. I don't. I, sure. I don't want to put bad on anyone. I just know that they've had it bad, and I know I think he's had a touch of or he. He had something going on a couple right. years ago. Yeah, not sure if his, but I just know for the last three, four, five years, it's just wow. been one after another for them. To those two, and they've both come through, and he he's still doing his thing. I love Fred. I mean, he's still doing his That's thing. That's awesome. Eh, so. Talking some radio stuff here with Ernie Scatton, Dan McGinnis with Danimal Planet Radio. I want to talk about how you got into this room. <laughs> You you moved over here from Tribune building to Trip Towers. There were three hundred three East Wacker. Wacker now, and so now we're up on the 18th floor. We moved on up like the Jeffersons. So we're uh, on Wacker Drive. For those listening, uh, Lower Wacker, one of the most unique streets. Love it of all cities. Uh, if they've never seen it, and if you have, uh, what I one of my favorite movies, especially filmed in Chicago, is uh, The Dark Knight. Oh, where yo, they filmed yes. just down there. I mean, oh, oh yes. Ah. Whenever I go through there, I drive and I drive the van through there a lot because I'm always going out to do. Or a lot of times I go out to do stuff and I'll drive through. And I'm like, yeah, it's dark. Oh, night. dude, yeah. I, I'm on LaSalle Street. That's Wayne Tower. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. And I wish you they'd watch do it that again. scene. Uh, they go past that Starbucks. Yep. Yep. Hit yep. Me. <laughs> <Hit> me. <laughs> you know, you roll, you, they go by the Starbucks like four times. Yeah, just back in the, in the bat. That's the same on, on the bat bike. It's you know? funny. Um, having worked down here, I've been walked through so many different movie sets. Oh, I can't. And imagine. now with all the Chicago Meds in the Chicago, oh, they have yeah. the three series: the Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, and Chicago whatever the police. Chicago's one is. happening right now. Yeah. So they're, you know. they're always, and it's always on Lower Wacker. They, they always have some something blocked off somewhere with sure. like ambulances down there <laughs> and i love to walk lower whacker i actually when i even when i came out of the trip towers i would come out on the bottom walk across the river on lower whacker and walk all the way it's just not as many people in the winter time it's warmer yeah in the summertime it's cooler it's got a buzz and, and a you, pulse it sucks that so many people down there are homeless and destitute but yeah. you get to know these people like i i knew these groups of people and I'd be, hey what up trip and i'd walk by and they'd be like hey wgn <laughs> i drive the van by and you get to appreciate the fact that these people, some of them, yeah, they choose to be down there, but some just, it's just bad luck. You should just, just get a t-shirt, WG Scatton. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool, WG Scatton. So is it, this building is so new, I saw the WGN letters, yeah. they haven't quite gotten around to hanging Those things Those are the ones yet. that were on the building over at Trip Tower. You're kidding and me. And took them down and brought them up. And I gotta take a picture of that. put them on that wall right there. I gotta get a um, picture of that. It was pretty, you know what the coolest thing was at, w, at uh, Trip Tower as we were leaving? We gained the White Sox. So, yeah, well, WGN with the hello, White Sox. I'm, I'm right at home here. Right. So, think, think about WGN and the White Sox. It's been Cubs for, it was Cubs for 70 years, I think. Forever. 70, right. So, when they flew the White Sox flag from Trip Tower, oh. I almost choked. I was like, oh, oh, 
Oh, oh, oh! Well, was, I mean, like it was only days before the season started that they was, didn't have a flagship. It's like it was right, right, right. Come it on. was great, and you know, and actually, and the because Sox, of that, the socks were MAQ forever. Yep, and because of that, I actually got to do the voice work for all the Bulls stuff. Mitch Rosen I over. I did at the hear store. that. Yes, you did. And I get it again this year, which is cool. Awesome. Uh, so there, there's a touch, another touch on voiceover work. God. I'm going to get on the WGM website and f- find out for opportunities and just apply for a job. <laughs> come on it in. Is, come it on in. so awesome being in here. It's pretty cool. I, I will admit, I still get a kick out of every day coming to a radio station and walking in. And, and, and for me, it's walking by a room, hearing them talk and knowing it's going out to, you know, 100,000 people, 200, whatever. It's a 50,000 watt station. It's so crazy. It's just knowing that I'm affecting something that goes out and me i do commercials i do i do production i so my stuff gets played all day long at different times and it's, it's still pretty cool when you're driving you hear something that you know and you're like oh yeah well i mean everybody in the city knows your voice oh thank you and, I, and it was cool to have you at the school and overseeing things and teaching things you know because like you said it was just what was that 2013 yeah yeah we, we graduated in 2014 Jeez. I mean, it, it was crazy. I mean, I loved being downtown every day. You know, I miss yeah, I, certain I opportunities, you know, but like you said, coming in, I mean, just being able to work in a room like this, and I'm going to get a picture of it, and I'll, I'll attach it, it is, with the with the podcast. It, this is like every day is dream time to me. Like, I come in, and I'm like, oh, oh. You know, the funny thing is I went to work at, um, so, as you know in this business, you bounce around. <laughs> maybe or maybe not. Yeah. I was one that after 10 years at ESPN, I began to pinball, pinball effect and bounced around. Yeah. And it's not the worst thing. You get to meet different people. You'll always love that first job, ESPN. I'll oh. go back in a second. I've been back twice since. Yeah. But um, a couple years ago, three and a half, almost four years ago, W, I was, I was part-time at ESPN and doing stuff on the side, and WGN calls me, um, 87.7 The Game. They have a sports station to put oh, on that Oh, sure, front. yeah, yeah, I remember so, that now. Todd calls. He's like, listen, uh, Harry Tynowitz, all these guys are talking about you. Blah, blah, blah. They hired a bunch of people from ESPN. He's like, I want you to come in do a couple things for me and see if they like it. He, not bragging, but he literally hired me that day and it was like, yeah, you're in. So You can brag. <laughs> so I, you know, we, we we work and we're doing a great job. Short story, 11 months in, they kill the station. Um, it it hurts. For everyone out there, trust me, it hurts when they sit you down and they say, okay, so um, yeah, this is not going to work out and you just kind of sit there and look at them like, I'm, does that mean I'm done? I t- chose to stand up and shake their hands and say thank you I appreciate it. a lot of people hey, snapped went crazy and I did the same I've thing at ESPN a, I've got a story about that ah, too I shook their hands I said thank you they kept me on salary and two years later they brought me back in the meantime See? I went to WVON oh my god that was the worst experience in life <laughs> oh my god I had heard so many stories about <laughs> WVN and I hate to say I hate to because it's black radio and I'm supposed to be all over black oh my god it was the worst experience ever and it was it was I couldn't wait to get back downtown into what I call real radio and yeah. actually doing something that that matters and getting paid for it regularly right. was a great thing. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I love this. I love it. We My first job in Arizona that I mentioned earlier, uh, after about four or so years, I was planning on moving back to Chicago in 05. Well, I thought I was being, you know, Johnny accommodating, and I gave them, like, months notice. <laughs> and... Our program director, the guy that hired me, he ends up going to a rival station. Well, then it was like a witch hunt to get rid of everybody that he hired. Yep. Well, then he had like a going away party. You know, we worked, he worked there for like 12 years and everybody in, in the Verde Valley, they call it, it's Northern Arizona up near Sedona mm-hmm. in the Cottonwood area. It's beautiful, two hours north of Phoenix. Everybody knew him and he went to this other station and brought a ton of advertisers with him, listeners, the whole bit. 
and this other home station just went to shit, you know. So the new guy that took over goes around just kind of cleaning house. Well, the guy that left had a going away party for basically himself at his house and invited everybody but the brass of the old station. Well, they came to me and said, hey, you know, uh, my, my, who I thought was my buddy, the son of the owner, he said, you know, my dad's been good to you. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, you gave me my first radio job and everything. I appreciate that. So uh, I understand there's this party going on at uh, Brad Miller, my friends, right. you know, we'd appreciate it if you would... Uh, you know, let us know if anybody's, you know, talking shit about the station or my family. I'm like, dude, we're not going to be doing that. We're, we're, we're going to be celebrating. Right, right. Well, they were all butthurt because they weren't invited to the party. <laughs> well, then a couple of days go by after the party and little old Dan didn't report back, you know. Right. Goddamn right we were talking shit about them, you know. <laughs> anyway, like, I'm going to go back and tell them. So they said this, 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 and this. So that Monday, I'm, I had my uh, Monday through Thursday uh, drive or evening, whatever my shift was, the guy just slides my check across the table and he says, tonight's going to be your last night. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I gave you like th- three months notice, you know, like, like, oh, you know, there's all this thing about Brad's party and how people were talking. I was like, nobody was talking like, cause unless somebody snitched on everybody, right, or right. whatever, who cares about that? So they're like, they had the gall to, you know, fire me, but ask me to train my replacement <laughs> that night. Well, as much as I wanted to like take my balls out and put them right on the counter and be like, train this. Right. I did. I took the high road. Right. And the guy that I was training had no clue. He just knew that I was leaving. He didn't know this, the circumstance of like basically right, I was right, right. fired. I showed him everything as that I could in a four hour or five hour shift, you know, and they were throwing him on the air the next day. Well, I ran into him months later. Apparently I was still living in town. I was planning on moving. <laughs> hadn't made that move yet. It's been a while. And he runs right up to me. I was seeing a friend's band play. He's like, Dan, remember me? You know, I'm like, yeah, of course. You know, how's it going? He goes, oh, I, I quit. That place was such a mess. And man, I heard about what happened. And I, he didn't know at the time. And he's like, man, I can't tell you how cool that was of you to take the time and actually train me. Because I was like, you know what? F them. I right. didn't want to leave a trail of like, oh, oh, oh you know what that Dan McGinnis did? Right. He quit and he told that guy, you know, like, and I'm like, you know what? My reputation's on the line Absolutely. here. And uh, I took the high road and yeah, they deserved. Well, it's not only that. It's also that man coming in had nothing to do with the- Totally. Sp- yeah, you I wasn't know, gonna take it out on right. Him. So uh, that's how I always felt. That like, but you helped him. He didn't have anything to do with it. Even if I, you know, I got when I got fired from ESPN, they told me I had the job. I walked in, they fired me, me, uh, me and the other guy. And it was like, so you're not mad at at, at the guy? Why would I be mad at him? Right. He didn't do anything. They, they didn't fire me. He took the job that was available. <laughs> I would take a job that was available, and I wouldn't. I can't be mad at him. And I still know him to this day. He's still at ESPN. Oh, that's cool. And you know, just advice to everyone. Take the high road. Shake their hand. Look them in the eye and say thank you. Because there were good things, the majority of the time, there yeah. were good things that happened. Now every now and then you're going to run into a situation where you totally get to say, go f*** yourself, dude. Yeah. And mean it, and that's awesome. But 90% of the time you're going to shake their hand because you wanted a, you want a chance to come back. I've always been, every place that I've worked in the city, I've been back at least once. Yeah. Every place. I've been to the score twice, been to WGN twice, that's and I've awesome. been to ESPN three times. It's not. It's, yeah, it's not. By and this luck. is not a. This is not a small town by any nope. stretch, but it's a small world. It's a. It's a tiny world, and, and this, you know, a lot of people like you didn't. I. I never left Chicago. I got. I got lucky in a sense, but I didn't because here's the thing. I never left Chicago, but I started low. I started at eight bucks an hour at uh, ESPN. I fought my way up to fifteen in like a year. 
But that's still, I was making $15 an hour coming from a job where I had been making, uh, I've got four kids and, uh, and, I know. and I go to your wife and say, so honey, I'm making what I made uh, <laughs> about seven, eight years ago. Yeah. And she looked at me with gold in her eyes. Yeah. I just got a job at Starbucks too to help supplement. Yeah, but she, you know what? She backed me. She stayed with me. She stuck it out. That's and I a good woman. God awful hours and seven days a week sometimes. And Yeah, it's definitely ugh. a grind. And wow. if we, my wife and I still lived in Chicago, I would be, you know, face first in it. You know, yeah. I, I wouldn't care what shift it was. I'd work my music schedule around it. I mean, that part of the city I miss. Right. I hated leaving Chicago you know, just I was just doing internet radio at the time. Right. You know, Why'd but you I, leave? Well, we were just I was, was traveling for the band and the gigs and I'm thinking, man, I'm gone a lot. I don't necessarily need to live here. And I do miss the two airports, obviously. Yeah. You know. But where we're at, it's great. It's Do quiet. you have family? Does she have family in Wyoming? Yeah, her parents okay. are nearby. And I was like, you just spun the map and stuck your yeah, finger up? Yeah, like just throw a dart at it. Like, hey, Wyoming <laughs> looks pretty good. We're going to take a little break, but we'll be back in a while. So uh, don't nobody go nowhere. This is Ray Flores, ring announcer and play-by-play man for Premier Boxing Champions. You're listening to Danimal Planet Radio with Dan McGinnis. I am absolutely starving. What the f- am I going to eat? Chinese, uh, Mexican, uh, not today. Aha, Portillo's. This looks good. Opened in 1963, says they're the largest privately owned restaurant group in the Midwest. Yeah, let's take a look at your menu. Award-winning ribs. Chicago's number one Italian beef dipped in gravy. Oh God, these are. I don't know. Burgers, char-grilled Italian sausage, grilled chicken sandwiches, salads, chili, fish. My goodness, what don't they have? Oh my God, they even cater to private parties. What the? 34 Chicagoland locations, including Phoenix and Los Angeles. What is this place? I can't decide. Where's the number? 630-851-5151. Nah, I better go to Portillo's.com. I could sit on my tush and have it delivered from their online store? Truly amazing! Wow, every menu item is less than 10 bucks. Small price to pay for my big appetite. Oh yeah, Portillo's, baby. You are listening to a podcast of Danimal Planet. For more information or to enjoy other podcasts, please visit danimalplanetradio.com. Uh, but I mean, I, the the potential opportunities absolutely I miss. Yeah, th- that is one thing that there's always something going to happening, and and I guess for you, music wise, would you be doing more in music if you were here? Uh there's I mean, there's more places to play, right? But um, would you be? Would you honestly be doing more? I probably not. I see. So you know, I mean, I, I live ninety minutes from the airport now, and that part sucks. But it's a it's a ninety uh, I ninety. Yeah. So I mean, you're driving the whole time. Last week when I flew to Mexico for those Credence gigs, right? It took me an hour and a half to get to O'Hare, bumper to bumper traffic the whole way. And it's what you're twelve miles probably. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> and I'm like, this is one of the reasons why we left yeah. Chicago. And not it to, does They're... not to wuss out about the traffic. No, that, traffic sucks. It sucks. Traffic sucks, man. I mean, it's traffic is awful. I <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I I don't drive my car a lot. My wife does, and now my daughter. I would much rather take. Oh. I would much rather take the train. How's that going? My daughter's a pretty good. She's a lead foot, both of them. I have two daughters, 17 and 19, and oh, they are man. lead feet, but they are both very good drivers. Like That's they, good. they, and my wife's like all of us, everyone in my family can drive. Like my sons can drive. We all, and we all drive fast. Like you get in the car, I'm like, hey, slow down. I'm not driving any faster than you, dad. But 
I'm dead. <laughs> Don't do what but, I yeah. do. Do what I say. She's a good kid, though. She's a good kid. Just graduated high school on her way to college. Well, going to college now. Um, and her sister's a junior. And they're just good kid. You know what? It's funny. I had twin boys. And there's 10 years between my twin boys and my daughters. And my sons wore us F out like that. Uh, my wife and I, I was always at the school. There was always something going on. We had to go to every parent teacher conference. We had to do everything. My daughters get straight A's in all AP classes. <laughs> I don't lift my ass off the couch. Like they're like, oh, we're going. I'm not going. We got to go. I'm not going. <laughs> my daughters get straight A's. What do I need to go and t- have you tell me that my daughter's getting straight A's and she's a great student? I know she's a great student. Right. Like I don't need it anymore. And it's so good. So that's cool. cool. So if any of them ever came up to you and you're like, you know, I'm thinking of going into radio, you're like, no, over the knee right now. <laughs> Spank. It's funny. My um, my one daughter enjoys the production side of it, and she took some, she took a class like that in, in high school. Um, so I worked with her a little, and we we did some things. But I I, I tell everyone if you're gonna choose this, choose TV, please. It's just so much more to do. It's so much, and TV's always gonna be around. Radio, mm. it's just it's morphed into so many. It has, you know. I, I feel like it's going to be and, it's going to be all that satellite. and all podcasty type things from yeah. here on out. I mean, you're going to be able to choose what you Kinda want. Kind of like you want. what we're doing now, no. <laughs> and it makes sense. I mean, because here's the thing: you only listen to your radio really when you're in your car. Yeah, I mean, you don't. It's not like you go home and pop on the radio. At least most people don't. Yeah. Maybe some people do. If you're going to pop something on, you're usually popping on the TV. You're popping on your internet and watching something as you listen to it. Yeah. So radio has become to me a car, a travel thing. Sure. That's it. Other than that, I want podcasts. I want to be able to pick who I want to listen to, when I want to listen to, and what I want to listen to. Yep. I never listen to the radio. I always have something on my phone. I, I've I just got don't. podcasts and I do XM. You yeah, know, I got I mean, MLB you Network choose, Radio. Right. You choose NHL, what you want yeah. and you get what you want because that's the way the world is. That's the way we are. We want what we want now and yeah. we can get it. And that's what podcasts do. And I, I fill in on a, a local um, country music station. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I have to say music, but that's, I don't consider it, you know, anyway, watch what I'm saying because people listening are in my area, but, there you, go. you know, I love the job of it. You know, right. uh, I had a sh- regular shift and, you know, did mornings and so when one of the guys is out, you know, vacation or whatever, they, they ask if I want to sit in on the morning show, which is live. Nice. You know, all the other stuff I did voice tracking for it, so I would record it at home. Right, right, right. And you talk as if you're live. Right, yeah. Well, I had a bartending gig when I first moved to Sundance, and my shift was at the same time as being on the radio. So people would come into the bar and be like, I just heard you. But but you're not. <laughs> no. Now, is Sundance where they do the Sundance Festival? No, that's Utah. Okay. I'm yeah. Hey, Utah. Johnny, Utah. No. So people <laughs> will come in. I've seen this happen. I used to consider the, my family, the McGinnis family, the Griswolds, because we drove all the way to Gatlinburg, <laughs> to Dollywood, and it was closed. No, you didn't. I'm not kidding. There was no moose outside that told us. You drove to Gatlinburg, and it was closed. It was closed. It wasn't the only reason why we went down there, but we were going to Dollywood, and it was closed. Yeah, you are the Griswolds. It, it, that was a Griswold a, moment. You had a, a wagon, a, a wood panel wagon. We did, but at the time, it was a big <laughs> Chevy Beauville van, you know, the, Eight or nine of us just piled into that thing and went to the Smoky Mountains. It was beautiful. Right. I was in like sixth grade. But there was a couple, I saw them talking at the front of the bar and they walk up and the wife just goes real apprehensive. She's like, this is the Sundance of the film festival, right? And I'm thinking, boy, you guys really screwed up. <laughs> and they argued the whole way out. I'm thinking, man, you're about eight or nine hours away or something. How do you mess that up? I mean, we're a Sundance kid. The, the Sundance kid, you Butch Cassidy, all that. That's crap. where that the kid got his name because of our town. He oh. was jailed there, and I mean, there's a great history about it. 
Yeah. Got a statue with a kid chilling right in really? the town square. Oh, I yeah. like Mitch Cassidy this Sunday. And we too. live right by Devil's Tower. You know, okay. right. bring the kids out sometime. The family would love it. We drove. We Mount actually Rushmore, drove from Chicago to. We ended up in Grand Tetons. Cool. But we drove through Wyoming. We went and saw. Like we drove. We went to the Corn Palace. We went to. Oh um, boy. So we went up. Tell we, me we, you didn't stop at Waldrug. Yes, we what stopped a pain at Waldrug, in the ass scam town that actually is. Actually, got a picture of me and my daughters in one of those little picture things at Waldrug. What a scam! Is it a scam? Uh, we were like, "This Waldrug is great." Yeah, I, I, you know what? My wife and kids no, like I that mean, more than me. You're and passing so. through. You got to stop there. Yeah, right? and then we went. We went through. Uh, what was the desert place? Um, the big uh, the color oh, Badlands. Yeah, yeah. Now that's cool. Badlands were cool. Yeah. Now the Badlands when you come in and you this is like that one little house or something before you get into the bad yeah. I was like this is it like wall drug ta- that town just yeah. milk the badlands <laughs> is you that know? what it is well I'm, I'm sure yeah, yeah. but I know. had a blast and I you know I saw Mount Rushmore although not as impressed with Mount Rushmore as I thought I would be it, it, so like I don't know if you've ever been well obviously you sure you have you know when you come up the side of the mountain and you can you come around the turn you can see it yeah that's the best view of it for me i don't know and i it, i expected it to be so much bigger yeah and then you have to think like it's like the truman oh, show somebody actually chipped away at okay i get it but you like so you always see it on tv you expect these giant heads up there yeah well i i was on a, a flight home i had like a eight hour seven hour layover in dallas you know going back you know there's always delays and stuff so you know sitting around having a few sodas, you know, <laughs> finally get on the plane, and this girl was sitting across the aisle from me. You know, we may or may not have been in first class, but... Actually, we were coming back from Mexico, actually. So it was okay. earlier this year. It was back in March. So, you know, I was just like, man, I'm reading, and the, you get bored. So anyway, I was having a couple sips. And she was like, hey, I'm only in town for one day. Like, do I go see Devil's Tower or Mount Rushmore? Meanwhile, people are boarding the plane at this point because, you know, first class gets on first. Yes, you guys are first. <laughs> so, Hence, first class. So, I am no class. <laughs> so <Back it up. laughs> these people are walking by and we're going to Rapid City from DFW. And I'm like, well, honestly, like I would choose Devil's Tower. You know, nobody built it. It's a right. core of a volcano. It's humongous. It's cool. Takes like an hour to walk around it Is because, it really? you're, oh, it's just beautiful, dude. And somebody's walking by going, don't talk shit about our national parks. And I turn around and I go, what the hell do you think Devil's Tower is? <laughs> and like seven or eight people just start laughing. Devil's Tower is the first ever national monument. But oh, Roosevelt deemed it. I did not know yes. that. I, I will say when Devil's we came Tower up the mountain, really cool. we saw it. And then we were with three other families. And what it was, we would all drive different ways and meet at a hotel at night. So we get to the hotel and everyone's like, we're going to go up to Rushmore Park. And me and my family were like... Yeah, no, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I said, because we saw it. Like, yeah. like I, I mean, we saw it. And at the time, the Indian, what was the Indian head one? That was under construction. Oh, it still is. Crazy Horse. Right, Crazy Horse. So we couldn't get in to see Crazy Horse. Like, no. it, it, they were at a point where we couldn't even That's see That's a it. shame. It's going to be a while to that one. Right, done. so we didn't go see that. They ended up going back up the mountain. We went to the cave. Yeah. Oh, we had a blast. Oh, And then yeah. we went next to the cave. Is that, that hill where you slide down on that? You have to take the ski lift up. Oh, Yo, I'm terrified of I like haven't done that heights yet. and stuff. So my kids were like, come on, we're going to go up and slide down on the thing. I was like, yeah. If you see the picture of us going up, because they take a picture right when you get to the top, I am literally gripping the sides <laughs> and I have a smile, but it's it's, it's like a smile, like there's a, a something biting my ass. It's like, my now, daughters are looking at me going, <laughs> You said you're afraid of heights. Yeah, I have good. had the dream over and over again. It's a nightmare. 
clinging to the towers at the top of the Sears Tower oh, outside. God, How dude. did I get up there? Oh. How did I get up there? Oh, what dude, am I, I be, doing atop oh. the, I don't, I, nobody I know calls it the Willis Tower, but. No, it's the Sears Tower. Yeah, but I mean, like, why am I clinging to the antenna? Yeah, why is, First off, they're too big. Yeah, you so how do you, you get around wrap it? your arms around like it. your legs. And, and all of a sudden I wake up and I'm like, Oh, so what is it a metaphor terrible. for? It's it's, it, it's got to be something. Like, what are you clinging to? We what call you... like we call them gig mares in music. Like, I can't uh, find the stage, uh, or right. you're on stage and you're naked. Naked. Or I don't know what that's no all about. Strings on your guitar. And... Back in school, it was I couldn't find the classroom or locker combination. I think we've all had that one. Yeah. Like you walk into a classroom, it's the wrong classroom every time, and you miss the class. <laughs> no matter where you go in, it's always. I can't wrong. tell you how many times that in my dreams. That Credence played the whole show without me. No singer. They just kept playing. Meanwhile, kept trying to get on stage. It was like you know, uh, <clears throat> Spinal Tap. Like I couldn't find <laughs> the stage. You know, but we all just be like, oh, that's a gig mare, man. Like, or you you can't find your guitar, or the guitar doesn't work, or you know. I'm like, oh man, but yeah, something about the heights. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a big. But why the, why the Sears Tower? I don't know, but I'm not a big heights guy. And it it, it wasn't always like that. As a kid, I guess I wasn't really. Like, I went on roller coasters and everything. Yeah, but yeah. what'll freak you out is, I think it's the new Ferris wheel, right? So, nine, nine years ago, the weekend my wife and I got married, we got a room, stayed downtown a couple nights, you know, it was like an early, temporary honeymoon, right. you know? Like, let's go 30 minutes to the city. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Spend a ton of money. And have housekeeping clean up after <laughs> us. So, we go, and she's like, oh my God, I want to go down to Navy Pier, because, like, we lived here, and I, like... Bad right. husband and boyfriend. I'm like, I'm not going to Navy Pier. Yeah, we never go to Navy Pier. Like, what I the hell would you go there for? I don't think I've you ever taken my kids to Navy Gump? Pier. You want to yeah. go to Bubba Gump Shrimp? So, okay, I indulge. I take her on the Ferris wheel. Brutal. It was a abnormally windy day that day oh. on uh, November 1st. So it was chilly. And was it just the chairs? It was just the buggy. It was the open buggy. Oh, no. And dude, it couldn't have gone any slower. It was constantly moving. But it was like, man, I just married this girl and she thinks I'm the biggest wimp. I couldn't wait, dude. I would have been scared and cold. I started pounding beverages minutes yeah, no. after getting off uh, that thing. Nah, I would. I, yeah, <laughs> we're all fidgety. Nah, I'm good. Like nails on the chalkboard. Yeah, holding on to that thing. No, I'm all right. I, so I, I got a really. quick hoodie story, too. I always disobeyed and brought beverages into the classroom. Never in the studio. I knew not to do that, even though sometimes you do. Oh, there's, look at right there. Yeah, there's, trust me. There's, like, <laughs> why are there cup holders in here if there's I no drink beverages allowed? I here all the time. <laughs> so I had my big Dunkin' mug, that Dunkin' right around the yep, corner yep, from yep, LaSalle. Yep. And I'd fill it for a buck every morning, and I'd get a couple sandwiches, whatever. Ate like crap for that year down, <laughs> downtown. Gain 25. Oh, I sure I did. So, and me and some of the classmates, we'd, we'd go out after class. You know, you're done at 1.30. It's right. a great time to go out. Perfect. Downtown. So, Hoodie's, he comes walking up to me. He's like, you know, you've been in this uh, school now a few months. Like, don't you know not to bring drinks in my classroom? And I was like, I just thought he was kidding. And then he just like took his clipboard and knocked my coffee mug over onto my lap. Hot. And he did it purposely? He did it on purpose. Oh, I didn't mean, man. I, I was really I was a little that. mad. I was like, "All right, you got me." And like uh, later on, he apologized, but I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess later I may have gotten a joke out of it. Right? I'm like, "Oh, hey, hey!" You know what I did? <laughs> I cleaned up. I mean, I was good thing I was wearing for some reason khaki pants, <laughs> so they were coffee colored <laughs> pants. I took the mug and went down to Dunkin' and just refilled it. There you go. And brought it back. The hell! Was I was you? like, you know what? I don't care. I really don't care. Ah, Hood's a good guy. 
He's awesome. He's a good guy. We've had our problems. We've had our knots, and uh, we're we're fine. I love Hood. Um, and like I said, I told you a story earlier. He 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 indoctrinated me into this business, and, and he helped me. I, <laughs> not a I can bad never guy take to get a, a, a start from. Yeah, not at all. And, and then to know him, like, dude, you're Jonathan. You're the guy. I listened to all. So it was it was pretty cool for him to take the time to look at a guy who was obviously struggling <laughs> and very nervous at what he had yeah. to, go, to get up and go do, and uh, gave me a little bit of confidence and a smack on my ass, and uh, sent me down so there awesome. and sent me to his friend because he's very good friends with us, and. Uh, it, and everything was cool. So for hoodie, thank you, dude. <laughs> yeah, I hope, I hope to run into him one of these days. But just uh, I know we only have a few minutes left. You got a, a a sheet of copy in front of you here. There's a few of them over there. So what 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 was kind of like the first you know voiceover thing? Like what what led to you? Like obviously you know you're cut out for this stuff. I, now I know you were doing the ESPN thing to start, right. but like even just the voiceover thing. Like where did you know that you had a niche for this stuff? It was. Well, I I originally wanted to be on air, like yeah. so. I was driving to work one day, and and um, uh, Dan, who was it? It was McNeil and uh, God, I can't remember who it was now. Oh, it was North. It was oh, North. It God. was uh, Mike North, and he was doing his his stick with his <laughs> wife <laughs> and the dog, and <laughs> and he had the, the guy that comes on every week with him, Uncle like Sal Tony, or something he's like, like Tony that. Tony Clifton, and it was just irritating me. And he he had that. Kind of racist, tone-ish kind of. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. walking that light, that yeah. edge, and I, I couldn't stand him. And the very first commercial was, "If you want to be on the air, go to Illinois Center for Broadcasting." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." And honestly, my wife had told me like a month early, "You need to get your ass back in school and do something." And I was like, "I'm not going back to school. I make good money. I'm running a warehouse. I'm cool." Yeah. And when I was like, "Yeah," and I like went that night and signed up, and two weeks later I was in school, and you know how they all blow your head up about this and that. Oh. You do this, you can be this, you can do that. But when I read the copy, it felt right. And yeah. like I, I read it in a way that What do they call it? Like an audition? Yeah, the audition. But the, the like, guy gonna, I knew was something. You're gonna good. turn me down. Yeah. Okay. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Home. No, he's, he's terrible. Don't you know who I think I am? Yeah. I know how to read this stuff. Right, right. And the funny thing is, after we're all signed up and we're in the classroom, like literally day one. Bill Natali's in there, like <laughs> still he's like, you know, you guys can do this and you can do it. I'm like, yeah. Bill, I cut him off. I was like, hey. You got our money. It's too late. We've, we're in. You don't have to keep selling us. Yeah, uh, Bill. Bill was a seller. <laughs> I. I. Uh, I tried. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no. Yeah. But I once ask. I started doing the production, I, what it was, I went to ESPN, and I knew in school that my internship was going to teach me more than the school would ever teach me. Sure. So I paid attention to Artie Kennedy and I watched Artie Kennedy and he was doing voiceover work and he gave me something to read, like a ten, and I read it and he was like, "Dude, that's really good." I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." They still didn't let me do anything. It was one day when I was I was the last one there and I had been doing dubs already for like a couple of months working up into becoming the commercial guy. I had been doing dubs for people and the guy, the commercial guy forgot a, a 10 second read. So I called Tom Saratella and I'm like, Tom, yeah, you forgot the read. What do you want me to do? He's like, just read it. All right. So I read it. And the next morning my PD came down. He was the assistant PD. My PD comes down and said, you read that? And I was like, yeah. He said, you produced it? And I'm like, yeah, you're doing commercials. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. He said, just read tens, but you're doing all the commercials. I was like, cool. So I, I never really got the commercial raise. Like I, I never became a commercial director, but I became the commercial director. After two months, I was like, can I put this down like commercial director? He's like, yeah, sure. Wow. So that leads back to what I was saying earlier. Welcome I started to build your own resume. Yeah. Well, I started low and I made myself a commercial guy. I made myself a commercial director. But if I would have been out of town and became a commercial director and came back, I would have been making six figures. 
Damn. Instead, I was making mid mid five figures. From you know within, what I mean? Yeah. It, because I started at eight bucks an hour. It's hard to get from eight to 50 bucks an hour. Maybe that's what I got to do. I got to come in and pitch myself as like the I, Wyoming guy. Yeah, I'm serious. You know, I tell these kids, because I, I still every now and then talk to kids and I'll, I'll go to the school or whatever. And I always tell them, I said, if you're not married, if you're single, if you have a, the ability to leave town, leave town and come yeah. back because you come back with a different, you come back on a higher level. Yeah. If you start here, you're always going to be that kid that started at $8 an hour. And then yeah. you're going to get 10 bucks an hour. Then you're going to get 12 bucks an hour. Then you're going to get 14 You're still going to be that kid that started at 8 If you go away and come back, you can start at 30 Yeah. Now you're the kid that started at And that was the, one hour. of the big things that they hammered home. And I knew that anyway about, you know, I got my first job on radio in Arizona. You know, and I got job offers from, you know, Baker, Montana and, you know, Douglas, Wyoming before <laughs> we ever even moved there. You know, I, I guess I sent him a resume. I don't know. Right. But like Don Clark always said, like, you know, if you're going you're gonna to have to move, you're going to have to relocate. So a lot of people that went through the school, you know, they're, a lot of them are homebodies. You right. know, they're, they're not going to leave. So it's like, well, it's just going to be a little bit tougher. And you most could of all, them give up. You could all turn into the boom goes the dynamite guy. They all, they, most of them give up. When you stay here and you don't, and most of those, and it's sad, but I don't know. Like I say, for every one of me, for every one of you, for every one of, you know, uh, J.R. Strauss went there. You know, for every one of us, there's hundreds that just either give up, don't have the perseverance to do it, don't have the drive to do it. This is a grind. I mean, this yeah. is a grind. Well, to get it's, to where I am, it's a grind. It's heartbreaking, like you said. Like, if you get let go at a place, especially if you build it up, like, oh, man, I just want to work at ESPN. and Oh, they just fired me. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it. It's like, yeah. no, that's not it. You know? It's not. I, when I got fired, I went home and I cried in my basement. I cried like a, like a, I don't even want to say like a little girl because everyone cries, but I cried like a little kid. Yeah. And my daughter, my youngest daughter came and sat on my lap. She was like eight. She said, dad, it's going to be all right. She put her oh. arms around me. Like even now it brings tears to my that's eyes. Hard to, like, that's hard to, that's oh. hard to. And what happened was I was up for a job and they told us basically Artie Kennedy and myself were up for one job. They eliminated our jobs and combined them. Oh. And so I was like, you guys are putting us into a pit with a sword. Whoever comes out wins. And we are to this day, good friends to yeah. this day, still talk. Um, long story short, it came down to the last week and they basically told me I had the job on that Friday. So yeah, we think you got the job and no one else. I was like, stop, you know, don't tell me on no. Monday I was supposed to figure it out. So I went home that week. I was like, yo, they told me I got the job. Everyone on my block was like, yeah, Monday we're going to have a barbecue, blah, 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 blah. They kept me, I worked all day Monday. Monday at four o'clock, they brought me in and fired me. Oh, uh. And it was, Brutal. when I walked in the room, everyone was like, it was like walking down a Soul Train line. Everyone was like, Jeremy, good job. Because I had been there since eight bucks an hour and I was going to get a huge raise. And I was, you know, like I had finally hit that pinnacle. I yeah. finally hit it. I, I I was there. It was great. Abdallah was there. Black, all these guys were like, yo, congratulations. The minute I walked in that room, was like, good fellas. When he got whacked, oh. like, when Pesci got whacked, he walks oh, in the room, he's no. like, no. <laughs> That's how it felt. I walked in, no one would look me in the eye. Oh. Everyone was shuffling papers. I'm like, so cold. And I did, I was like, Oh, you guys are firing me, and it's like it hit me, and they they just kind of looked and said, "We're not firing you. We're we're up. Uh, what, we're we're laying you off." And I was like, "Am I coming back next week? Week after that? Two months? You're firing me? Don't call You're really us. Firing? We'll me. call you." And I got ready to snap, and I thought about it. And I said, "Thank you very much for the last nine nine and a half years of my life. Yeah. I appreciate it. You, you got me a house. You got me. I, thank you." And I shook every one of their hands, and I meant it. I meant it. Dude, I that goes out. so far. It does. I walked out though. My boss, That's tough. He walked out, followed me, and kept trying to grab me. I was like, "Yo, Justin, leave me alone." I did it right. As I told him, I said, "I did it right. I didn't yell. I didn't scream. You guys told me I had a job on Friday. You fired me on Monday. Let me go. Leave me alone." And I walked out. I don't even remember how getting home. They said when I came around the corner, I was kicking a rock, and they all knew. 
they said everyone just kind of went different directions back to their houses. I <sighs> never saw one person. I walked straight into my house and walked straight into the basement and just sat down there and cried. <sighs> and my daughter came down and hugged me. My wife, everyone was upstairs. What's wrong? I was like, they fired me. The end of this story, the greatest part, I got a call from uh, 670 The Score at 10 o'clock that night. Mitch Rosen, Ernie, you got fired? Yeah. You want a job? <laughs> yeah. Coming in the morning, you're good. All right. That's I had a so job cool. at The Score that morning. And... And I'm blended with this. And I we play in this in this radio softball league for the last twenty th- everyone plays in it. I was on ESPN for ten years. That next day, Tuesday was radio was softball day. I get fired Monday night, Tuesday. I walk in a station, they have a jersey with my name on. I was one of the better guys in the league. Yeah. There's like ten of us that I were would, like, I would wow. love to play in that league. I was one of the better guys in the league. And they hand me a shirt with 35 Franks none and scatting off like really like wow. you know we're playing ESPN tonight I was like oh, oh I swear to you I knocked in a tying run and scored the winning run and when I hit home plate <laughs> I'm <laughs> oh you just pounced on it nuts and I was like yeah now the score people all came out hugged me even the ESPN people did because they those were my guys yeah. they were all my friends and they they're did, like dude they didn't make we miss decision. you yeah. we love you and it was it was fitting. It was perfect. And I got hired at the score. So hard work and perseverance helps. The best thing hired. about it is you're doing awesome right now. I am. And you, you invited me into WGN. I mean, this is, a, this is a part of a dream here, you know, to be in this building and be recording Anytime. in your studio. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Anytime, brother. I, you're one of, one of my favorites from way back. And I still feel bad that I never got you for that thing you did for me that they never paid me for. That I was, we we're going to talk about that too. Like, you got to love this business. You do stuff that you don't get paid for. <laughs> right. But you know what? That was still a cool. It was cool. And your voice and my voice was on w, uh, ESPN New York and all I'd that. I'd love to get copies of that stuff. That was. I probably could. Because yeah. Justin, actually, the guy, he was my boss here. Is he still, still in New York? He is. He's not the PD there anymore, but he. He's in New York with ESPN doing something. So that's cool. I'll see if I can grab that. See That'd if I can grab fun. a couple of those things, man. Well, I, you know what? I probably honestly have them. I still have them somewhere. I will find them. <laughs> I, I still have. I keep every. I, I am a pack rat like that. Well, it was uh, the Mercedes Benz. The uh, Super Bowl, Bowl, Super Bowl, big game read. <laughs> we yeah. couldn't say Super Bowl. Like, how Super Bowl how was a weird! Yeah, they they didn't pay that extra hundred thou or whatever to get that. So Super basically, Bowl. Ernie wrote up these uh, uh, summaries of each Super Bowl. I read them, and you did the leading the te- up, right? The, leading yeah. up to the actual Super Bowl. Uh, it was fun. I st- I still have all my raw files. Yeah. I just don't have the completed. Oh, I'm gonna go find know. them for you. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm gonna go find them for you and send them to you, man. That's cool. Ernie, thank you again. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming. Anytime. Anytime. You're Appreciate in Chicago, it. so I expect well, you to stop by. Don't say that. I'm going to be here quite a bit then. You're here in Chicago. I expect a, I expect a call <laughs> and a stop by. <laughs> you got it. Thanks. Thank you, man. Maybe famous. You've been listening to Danimal Planet. Listen, I've got to give a, a clue here now. I don't want any more bullshit anytime during the day. From anyone, that includes me. You're a slacker. You want to be a slacker for the rest of your life? Tune in next week for another exciting show. That's the most asinine marketing I've ever heard of. For more information, visit danimalplanetradio.com. I don't understand where these questions are coming from. That's about it. Go f*** yourself and the f*** with your show. Yes. Yes. I'm your density. I mean, your destiny. 